Chapter 6. The Road Less Travelled. Mechanisms and Targets. Pharma continues to innovate as once obscure cultures find their place in the sun. If we are styling diseases as the destinations in the pharma journey, let's switch our attention to how we interpret and understand our new locations. The mechanisms and targets which the industry uses to deliver therapeutics are in this sense the languages and customs which we must understand first if we're going to really get to grips with our destination and get the most out of our trip. Although historically some drugs have made it to market without a detailed understanding of how they actually work, increasingly the strategy is to define the relevant pathological process first and design a drug to undertake a particular action. The more you understand, the greater your chances of success. After all, you wouldn't go on a holiday to a country which speaks a different language without at least taking a phrasebook or translation app. One of the few positive outcomes I can draw from the pandemic is that during the first lockdown, I resumed my attempts to learn Spanish using a well-known free online learning tool where you do a few minutes a day every day. I've kept this up, and I'm still doing it now. Of course, apart from being a beautiful language to learn, Spanish is a very useful one being one of the most widely spoken globally, and some knowledge of it unlocks most of the continent of South America. In that sense, it's like one of our broad mechanisms of action used across a large range of therapeutics. For every one of those, there are many niche pharmacological strategies and targets of use in only very specific circumstances, like languages only spoken in a single specific country, such as Georgian, Kyrgyz or Tuvaluan. Like researching a particular drug target, learning to speak one of those really makes you a specialist. Our top 25 mechanisms of action is dominated by the pharmacological equivalents of English, Spanish and French. As our mechanism classification is hierarchical and includes terms to tag certain types of drugs, it is skewed to favour broader terms. This is because, with over half of the pipeline still at the preclinical phase, where often full mechanistic information is as yet unknown or undisclosed, there tend to be a lot of drugs where only a broad mechanism class can be ascribed. As drugs move up through development stages, these general categorizations are often replaced by something more precise. There are also a number of umbrella terms created to permit searching across mechanisms in certain broader categories. One of these, the General Immuno-Oncology Mechanism of Action, is atop the summit for another year. This category covers all anti-cancer strategies, where the therapy mobilizes the body's own immune system to identify and attack its cancer cells, as opposed to drugs which act directly against a tumor, and is applied to all such drugs, even where a more specific mechanism can be ascribed. There has been a further 14.8% growth in drugs categorized this way, an acceleration on last year's 10.6%, despite the fact that the percentage of these drugs which have reached the post-clinical trial stages of development, pre-registration, registered, launched, is unchanged at a meagre 2.1%. Two subclasses of immuno-oncology drug types, T-cell stimulant and immune checkpoint inhibitor, are also in the top five, with the latter reporting a significant swelling of its pipeline by a massive third. Further down, we see the first arrival in the top 10 of a specific IO-related mechanism in the shape of the CD3 agonist category, posting a massive 96% expansion in its pipeline. This category is related to the emerging drug type of biospecific T-cell engager antibodies. IO is well represented further down the table too, 
with PD-L1 antagonist, natural killer cell stimulant, immune checkpoint stimulant, and PD-1 antagonist, all not only present but showing expanded pipelines. Even more striking than the high number of IO agents in development with a low percentage in the post-clinical stages is the entry into the top five of the genome editing category, which has precisely zero drugs at these later phases and really is flying by the seat of its pants. Nevertheless, this class of drugs showed another extremely significant 61.8% uptick in its pipeline, which so far has just one drug, which has progressed as far as phase three. CRISPR therapeutics and vertex pharmaceutical sickle cell disease and beta thalassemia therapy using autologous CRISPR-Cas9, modified CD34+, human hematopoietic stem and progenitor cells, CTX001. The much-vaunted CRISPR technique accounts for a large proportion of drugs assigned this mechanism of action, along with other gene editing techniques such as talon, zinc finger nucleases and meganucleases. Elsewhere in a table which, in terms of big changes of direction, is usually more of a tanker than an agile racing yacht, there are three big new entries of interest. At number 17, and another category with 0% of drugs at the regulatory stages of R&D, is the category for live microorganism microbiomodulators. There are five such agents at phase 3 in this case. At number 21, we see antagonism of the SARS-CoV-2 spike protein probably the most famous drug target in the world at the moment, entering the top 25 in only its second year of existence. And with a 65.9% increase in its pipeline size, at number 24 is the category of KRAS inhibitor. This simply seems to be an extremely hot area, with 35 of the 73 drugs with this mechanism all jumping onto this particular bandwagon and onto our database within the past 12 months. An even starker illustration of how the language of pharma R&D is evolving rapidly can be seen if we switch our attention to the individual protein targets which drugs are hitting. After spending just two years at the top, last year's most popular protein to hit, HER2, ERB B2 receptor kinase 2, has been deposed by the CD3E molecule, with a pipeline which was swollen by a further third. As we already noted, this is a cornerstone of the emerging biospecific antibody technologies. Meanwhile, the target, which was consistently number one up until and including 2019, the Mu1 opioid receptor, is now languishing down at number nine. It's certainly been all change here. Again, immuno-oncology, which, let's not forget, also only itself emerged in the past decade, is increasing its stranglehold on cancer drug development. The CD274 molecule, better known as PDL1, has shot up to second place with a similarly healthy pipeline expansion, while its compatriot, PD1, also rises. Meanwhile, CD19, the target used in a significant number of CAR T cell therapies, also cements its place in the top five. It was once notable how our table of top targets was far less oncology oriented than some of our other analyses. This has clearly now changed, with cancer now holding the top seven target spots, with some of these targets only having been validated for drug development in recent years. The old world is being replaced by a recently discovered new one. There's a perhaps surprising boost for 5-hydroxytryptamine receptor 2A, a comparatively traditional target for drugs to treat psychosis, depression and anxiety, 
which seems to be experiencing an Indian summer, simply just having a very good year for new drug disclosures, with 43 being added through 2021. There's a less surprising spike, if you'll pardon the pun, in the drugs targeting surface glycoprotein SARS coronavirus 2. And there are new entries into the table for the previously noted KRAS, CD47 and FMS-related tyrosine kinase 3. CD47 is yet another immuno-oncology target, with the vast majority of drugs hitting it being monoclonal antibodies. FMS-related tyrosine kinase 3 is better known as FLT3 and is one of the most frequently mutated genes responsible for acute myeloid leukemia. The androgen receptor also makes a return appearance at the bottom of the listing, leaving our top 25 this year with the dopamine D2 receptor, the estrogen 1 receptor, transient receptor potential cation subfamily V member 1, the valinoid 1 receptor, and prostaglandin endoperoxide synthesase 1, COX-1, COX-2 also dropped significantly. Plenty of new terms in the pharma phrasebook to become familiar with then. And it was another good year for neologisms in the world of target identification. 2021 was another above-average year for targets, for which drugs in development were reported for the first time. With 131, it was slightly down on the previous year, but came in as the third best of all time. 2011 had an anomalously high figure recorded as bacterial targets were added to the gene database for the first time. It's particularly impressive, given all the restrictions researchers have been working under during the past two years, that levels of innovation appear to be at a historic high. The total number of targets currently being hit by drugs in active development also rose, standing now at 1,952, almost 100 higher than last year's 1,858. Plenty of exciting new territory to explore. Man cannot discover new oceans unless he has the courage to lose sight of the shore. André Gide